I'm Fraz. I'm Miss Redacted. But let's like introduce ourselves because yeah. maybe some randos found us. So maybe. I'm Miss Redacted. I taught in Ron DeSantis's Florida. Um, I started teaching early Head Start in 2018 as a sub. And then I started teaching 11th grade US history in 2019. And then I had to get up out of there in 2022. And now I work at a real estate brokerage. Um, so I'm part of the teacher quit talk, Fraz. I'm Fraz. I started teaching in 2018, kindergarten, in a charter school. And then I switched to a district thinking that would like solve so many problems and I would be advocated for by a union and it would be so cool. And I taught third grade last year and it was a shit show to say the very least. Okay, what do people do on podcast? People on podcasts are like, hey, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want the intro to be people on podcasts are like, hey. I mean, they are. <laughs> okay. 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 So I think, what are we doing here? Let's like level set, cause it's episode one. Like what, what is the purpose of this? Should we say hi to them? Yeah, hi. Hi everyone. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. From whatever time zone you're in, whatever you're doing right now. We are very excited to do this. We've gathered you here today and hopefully again, continuously on a weekly basis because we are on teacher quit talk for those of you that are on tiktok this is a hashtag um i was unfortunately a part of this hashtag i did quit my teaching job because it was horrifying in many ways even though i loved it i get in trouble for encouraging the teacher quit talk and being like burn it to the ground you're edging teacher quit talk <laughs> i am i'm so we're here on this podcast to talk about teachers that have joined teacher quit talk you've been on tiktok talking about your experience you quit your job teachers that are in the field right now. How are we feeling? How are we doing? How are we living? How are we loving during these teacher shortages? And just to talk about how teachers quitting is gonna affect all of us in the here and the now and the future. Yes, so I am not technically on teacher quit talk, but I do have a child. So I'm on teacher pause talk, but people are very scared that I'm going to join teacher quit talk especially since I just applied for a leave of absence. The comments on that one, people did seem concerned. When I saw the leave of absence, I ran to the comments and I said, let me check in. They're a little nervous. We're here because We're here. a lot of people quit their jobs and we love that for them, but on a national scale are deeply concerned. I wanted to start this podcast because the fact that so many teachers are leaving is highlighting really valid and critical issues in education. And as teachers, when you're in the profession, you can't always talk about it. People expect you to act. People expect teachers to have no emotions and be martyrs and be loving their life at all times. Yeah. Why are, why are you shit talking online? Because everything's great, question mark. I feel like once you leave, you're liberated to just talk honestly and candidly about these issues. I just have no filter and have never had a filter. With teacher quit talk being a discussion on TikTok, it's kind of in a negative light. Mm -hmm. People being like, oh, get me off of teacher quit talk versus now I want to highlight these problems. I also think it's interesting because I feel like teacher quit talk really, in my opinion, started and kind of took off like 
fall 2021 is when I remember seeing it. And then now we're seeing in the major news media about these teacher shortages. So I feel like teacher quit talk was kind of like the ripple and then now we have the wave. So I also really wanna hear from educators who are not on TikTok and like not a part of these Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, social media teaching spheres of just teachers that are out in the field who don't know about teacher TikTok and what they've seen in their work. Cause I know it's easy for us to get caught up in the TikTok land, but there are teachers out there who don't have brain rot from spending 10 hours a day online. <laughs> I'm jealous of them. <laughs> Me too. I, if I could go back in time and not ever open Tumblr.com on my Lenovo laptop, I would go back and change that. Oh my God. Do you know what I started on? This is probably really on brand and embarrassing. Neopets message boards. Of course. Because of course, this is okay. I don't think you'll understand this reference, but I'm hoping other people do. Do you guys know the from the Webkins? Do you know Webkins? Yeah. The guy where he's like the 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 guy with the cargo jacket who'd be like, "Well, then you brought the rocks too," where he'd be like, "That's a precious gem." Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's when I got addicted to the internet. And I thought it would end became when I became an adult, and now I'm on teacher TikTok, and it's just never ending. It's just gotten worse and worse. Enough about um, our extensive brain damage that we have from being on the internet. Um, what are we here to talk about? Like, what's happening in American education right now? What's going on? What's happening? Everyone's quitting, so nobody's going to know how to read. No, so I, I have seen a child, I mean this with all the love in the world and in no shame to this child. I have seen a loving, amazing child who is fully does not know how to read and write walk across the graduation stage and get a diploma. On more than one occasion, I've seen a child who is not able to read an entire paragraph. How do they get that far? That's a whole episode right there. Do we want to start with that? Honest to God. We couldn't be in more different states. I am an idiot, and I don't know half the shit that goes on in other states. And I'm like, this is how it is, and everyone's like... So I am an idiot in the opposite sense, where I've only taught in Florida, because I'm... So I'm like, wait, y'all have rights? I'm like, what do you like? At other places, they can't do that? But then, alternatively, sometimes I will hear about something in Alabama or North Carolina, and I'm like, oh, no. No, no, no. Like in Alabama, they could still hit the kids. What? Like, yeah, they can hit the kids in Alabama. My friend taught in Alabama, and every parent has to turn in a form that says if they can hit the kid or not. Wait, I had that form when I was in school. It was in our handbook. I remember we were, I was in seventh grade and I got my middle school handbook and I was like flipping through it and there's a corporal punishment section that said that I could be paddled. <laughs> and it was like the rules for like, it has to be over the clothes, you have to have a witness and then your parents sign the, the bylaws. I'm wondering like at what point in writing that, none of the adults involved when they got to like over the clothes and a witness, no one was like, Let's take a step back. Like, let's... What's going on? What's happening that, here? Doesn't that say so much about the education system in general? 
<laughs> the, how many departments did that have to make it through? It had to make it through legal. We know it went through there. Definitely went through the office of superintendent. We're already at like 10 sets of adult eyes that have approved this. The board voted and said yes. <laughs> Correct. Great job. Keep it up. I had a teacher in eighth grade who, when I was in eighth grade, had been teaching for over 50 years, and she really did not want to be there anymore, and she had a paddle hanging on her wall, and all the kids she had ever hit with it had to sign it, and so it had all these children's signatures, and we would, we were terrible to her. Like, in her defense, we were awful. Well, we were just eighth graders, but eighth graders are terrible. So we would be being awful, cheating, doing each other's work, talking, like just being awful. And she would stand at the front of the room with her like deep Southern accent and scream and you go, I miss the days when I could paddle y'all like you deserve. Oh no. And she would hold it up and she'd be like, they took this away from me, but I still have it. Side note, you might notice we're in different outfits in some of these clips. This is filmed a little bit later, and we wanted to tell you that, one, we were talking about corporal punishment in Alabama before Missouri went into the major news about how they're hitting rewind and bringing it back. And so when we decided that we needed to tell you all that, we were like, well, we might as well make our, our transition from topic to topic a little bit better. So this is real. This is us. You got an outfit change. You're welcome, honestly. <laughs> Wait, we should really talk about it, though. Yeah, but we should do it with, like, sources. <laughs> you mean you don't want me to just talk off the cuff about a major news story? I don't want Missouri to sue us. <laughs> like, I want to make sure we're covering our bases there. So going back to talking about how different our states are that we teach in, what made you quit in Ron DeSantis's Florida? What was the final straw? <laughs> the final straw of Ron DeSantis's Florida. The moment I decided, like, wow, I need to leave teaching um, was I was in a meeting and someone mentioned a kid's name and it was earlier in the year. Like, they'd only done one or two assessments. Someone mentioned a kid's name and the first thing that came to my mind is their lowest standard. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was like, that cannot be the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of a kid's name. So we didn't have, like, the state tests in kinder, but we would have map testing. And at the beginning of the year... You give map testing to kindergartners on Chromebooks they've never seen in their life. They don't know how to work them. So they're like, do, 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 and they're not going to do well because they are still learning the technology. Even if they know the content, they're not going to do well. So yeah. you start with a baseline of the kids like zero. Just zero. Zero. And then around January, you give it to them again. And that's probably the most accurate one because you just give it to them and they kind of have learn things and they understand the technology but by the time you get to the may map test you give them that test in small groups so you're looking over their shoulders and when you see a kid get something wrong you pull the entire class to the rug and you teach that standard my mind is blown mm -hmm. So, so every time like you just got to be watching them like a hawk and you see that billy put c instead of b and you're like to the rug to the rug and it's things that you never taught uh, this is okay this is a prime example of when you look at things in education and you're like who decided this this literally no one could look at this and be like that is a good system because 
they make it the teacher's problem. But admin's doing that because they have their bosses who are like, your teachers need to perform, your school needs to perform. And then it goes all the way up. So I would have, I had an administrator. She, me and her did not get along. We had very different personalities. Um, She'd been out of the classroom for a super long time. And I, one time in a meeting, like saw that the paper that she had had like a message from her boss, literally sent her like a script of what to basically tell us was wrong with us in this planning meeting. I got frustrated with her because she would be like, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. And obviously like I was not, that's not fun to hear that. And when I would ask naive questions like, well, that doesn't make sense, not realizing it's education, nothing makes sense. She would like not be able to explain it to me. She'd be like, that's just what, that's the best practice. Like you just have to do it. And I was like, why can't you tell me why I should be doing any of these things? And then I remember I saw that and I was like, oh my God. I was like, you don't even care. I was like, you literally don't care and you don't know. Like, I was like, this person I've been so angry at for like a year and a half. None of this is even your idea. The scripting is so real, especially when we were on Zoom. You would see like our administrator, like just her eyeline just over. And it's like, you're reading. Like you're reading a script to talk to us. And it's the wild thing is they'll preach to us about like the relationship building, the vulnerability with the kids, and then be like, here's some scripted reading curriculum that has nothing to do with your students' lives or anything that they find interesting in the slightest. The district that I'm with now, when I started last year, it was the first year that they had district-wide diversity and equity and inclusion training. The first year. And I was sitting in this meeting like, you guys haven't had this before? You've never heard this before. Like. Meanwhile, in Ron DeSantis' Florida, if you host that, he's going to literally come to the school. (laughs) Just shut it down. I am baffled by Florida because the last school I was at, we had diversity and we had, it's DEI training, diversity, equity, inclusion. We had DEI training every month. We had three days of DEI training where we learned critical race theory in 2019 which is like kind of before it really like hit the news like discourse yeah i really like i need to connect more with my friends that are teaching us history because i also worked in like a more city pretty liberal school district but i heard from teachers this year that since that law passed um there's been a couple ones i don't remember like every individual title that they my friend's school, they don't have a library right now until they can go through each individual book and catalog if it fits or not. The kids just don't get a library till probably October. So like this year's different than anything I taught in in Florida because none of those laws were on the books. It was just like kind of weirdness from the state, but it wasn't like a law. Wow. That's crazy to me so I wasn't there but I heard in the district PD where they were talking about like how do we follow this law basically someone asked like oh I'm LGBT I'm married I don't remember exactly like their situation and they said like I have a picture of my family on my desk can I have that and the official stance was you can have the picture but you can't talk about it or answer questions it's like like it's it's giving fever dream yeah one of many reasons that teachers are quitting Yeah, shocking. Shocking that Florida has a 9,000 teacher shortage. And oh my God, I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny, but it's like a little funny. So that video I made where I was talking about how now veterans can teach in Florida, even if they do not have a college degree. 
like none of the veterans are like taking them up on it. Like I've been trying to find like stories and I've been asking around of like, are people applying? Like, how's it going? And like, no one, like, I'm sure there's people out there who did it, you know, it's a big state, but like overall the numbers are not coming in. Like even the veterans that didn't have the college degree heard that and they were like, I'm cool off of that. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I, I just can't. There's so much, and that's why, like, I'm really excited to do this podcast, because there are so many awful things happening in education right now. Yeah. And nobody's listening to teachers. It's just... I don't want to say we're screaming into the void, because I feel like we're just all in a circle screaming together, and we're like, yeah, and then, like, everyone else is, like, miles away from the circle, and is like, well, that's really loud. Like, what is that? Yes! It's so much. There's just so many different injustices and that's why I got really irritated last year people would bitch about teacher quit talk or new teachers would be like I'm so scared and I'm kind of like maybe you should be scared a little bit I I should have watched more of those before I got those keys at age 21 with no degree like I wish I had watched more of those because I came in and I was like the kids are all gonna want to do their work I'm gonna do projects all the time they're all gonna get hundreds and like Queen, it's not how it went down. Like, no. I, I should have watched. I should have watched and listened. But instead, I learned. It's fine. But I think some of us will be better after watching those. I think some of those new teachers. I think so, too. When I started teaching, it was in the height of teacher Instagram. And I was so into the Pinterest boards and the room transformations. And I was so sure that I was going to be that teacher. That teacher doesn't even exist. Yeah, that that teacher actually took those pictures in a studio she has in her basement. basement. (laughs) (laughs) When... I got to my first year. I didn't even know what I didn't know. So I didn't have my mental breakdown until March when I was like, I can't do anything that I saw on the computer. Um, <laughs> and like, my Pinterest board looks like shit. This is not yeah. working. <laughs> There's no chevron anywhere in this room, nor burlap. <laughs> like, There's just tears and most of them are mine, not even the yeah. kids' tears. Yeah, it was just crazy. And when I started to get a following, I was like, no, screw that. I want teachers to know that teaching is amazing and wonderful in a lot of ways, but it's also hard. And it's a it's a career that you can't view through rose colored glasses because the more you put it on this pedestal in your mind, the harder it's going to be to accept that it's difficult because people even up in my comments last year were like but this is my dream job and you're breaking my heart and I'm like I'd rather break your heart than your classroom of third graders like I'd rather it be yeah (laughs) like okay well I was crying in my room because I thought I was a failure because I thought that everybody else was having a great time and that I was just the loser who couldn't get it together but really like it's a highlight reel on Instagram, and it's not even a highlight reel. It's fake half the time. Yeah. Even, even now, a part of teacher Instagram, it's something that scares me deeply. <laughs> teacher Instagram and Pinterest. So I got hired in August, like a week before the school year started, and I would say I like got my shit together in October. Not fully, but by October, it was like, 
I can play in a lesson. The kids listen to me like 70% of the time. Like I was like chugging along, you know? Mm-hmm. So I remember in like November, I was like, so I feel like I'm okay now, but like I, I like don't know what to do with them. Like I need ideas. Like I need like ideas for activities. And my reading coach was like, look on Pinterest. There's lots of ideas for fun stuff to do. And that is when I discovered teacher Pinterest. And I was like, I'm scared. And she was like, don't be scared. She was like, don't be scared. Just look, there's good stuff on there. Because that's what I saw was all the Chevron. And this is when I was like already four months into regular public school. And I was like, it does not look like that here. I was like, why'd you tell me to go to these people? I remember being so upset that my furniture didn't match. I was so delusional. Oh, my freaking name's on here. God bless it. Hang on. You just gotta, you gotta create that air of... And was I don't know how to say that word. Anonymity. 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 No. Anonymity. Not animosity. I was gonna say that. No, animosity is when you dislike someone. You don't know that word. Oh no. This is really not a great podcast episode. I don't think. No, it's not. We might. We might. <laughs> <laughs> say this is gonna take some splicing or we might need to do another one with an actual agenda it does pain me to say that because of the amount of times i told the district i don't need an agenda on my board you're really gonna come in here and tell me that i need an agenda so if you are my old district boss and you're listening to this no you're not but i think me and you just need to get used to this long form content because we're both used to talking for 30 seconds which is like about my attention span before tiktok I would go on my story and just babble. So I think my friends and family are so supportive of TikTok because like, yeah, have a great time over there. <laughs> Please shut up. Wait, stop. You're making me realize things because before TikTok, I would do that on my Snapchat story. And this actually, this is just, this, you yanked this from like the depths of my brain that like it was like halfway through my first year teaching I was just at a loss like I was like I this is terrible and I recorded a 40 minute video of me just like talking never sent it to anyone literally I just and I just remember I still have it we should look at that and see what I, yes. see what I was going a watch party you can stream it a girl I went to high school with that I don't even know her that well one time messaged me and was like, you should post these on TikTok. They would do really well. And I was like, nah, girl. And she was like, you should. And it was right when COVID happened. So I was like, what else yep. am I going to do? Did people just want me to get off of Snapchat? And now we're making a podcast. It's a marketable skill, apparently. Honestly, I could talk to myself for hours. Me too. And- like, I could talk to a wall about anything. The, like, manager of the office I work in was making a joke because, like, they're late to meetings a lot. And a lot of times I'm the note taker, so I'm just, like, there with the person. Uh-huh. And they're like, you're the only one I don't have to worry when I'm late. People uh-huh. will literally just talk to you about anything. I've never had a problem in a conference. We have freaking heart to hearts we're crying I love parents I that's one thing I feel like I really want to go back into the classroom and that's one of the reasons is because I my first year I don't think I talked to a whole a parent at all the whole year like sometimes over email but like the school I was at just didn't have a culture of parent involvement but my like second and third year teaching high school I started to get better at it where like I wasn't building relationships with parents but I was like sending grades sending emails checking in like I had a vibe but I want to like, I want to experience that. Like I want to have like the partnership parent moment. Cause I've done it like once or twice on a small scale. It's harder with big kids. Yeah. It's it great with kindergarten because you can really establish that. Oh my God. It's, 
Might be weird, but you sneeze exactly how I expected you to. (laughs) (laughs) Like your sneeze really fit like your aura. Somebody on Reddit is going to be like, this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be their friends. Anyways, I digress. (laughs) I'm obsessed with people liking me. Like, it's, it's not okay. Yeah. Like, you are entitled to dislike me for any reason. You're entitled to find me annoying as fuck. I think I'm annoying in my own brain. Like, it's fine. Like, imagine being with this 24-7. Why do you think I'm like this? And I think that's also why it's kind of hard to be a teacher on TikTok. Because, like, wanting to be genuine and real. But then also going through hard times. But also being obsessed with people liking me. I'm like, this is a really toxic. You're like, I'm in a prison of my own creation, I think. (laughs) That is the best way to put how I feel about social media. I just log on to my little apps for my daily torture. I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, I'm getting a sidekick. I was like, I'm tired of my phone. I'm tired of being reachable. And I told him, I was like, I can't have a smartphone. I was like, I'm just gonna have to give up Google Maps. I'll just improve my geography skills a little bit. I'm getting a sidekick. You're gonna green text me. <laughs> I thought you meant a social media manager as a sidekick. And now I realize you no. mean- No, I'm phone. getting rid of my iPhone and I am getting a sidekick phone, the bedazzled one that flips up. <laughs> With a full keyboard. Because I can't just not have a phone. That's ridiculous. What if I get, like, mugged? Right. I love the Blackberry. Oh, my God. My boyfriend, like, that man rides harder for Blackberry Messenger than anyone. Like, he'll be like, they need to bring it back. <laughs> I loved that thing. I, I've gotten to be a really bad texter. Like, I'm very notorious for being the person that you're having a conversation with, and then they just disappear. But I will continue the conversation two weeks later as though nothing has happened. Because I'm posting on TikTok. They can see me. They know I'm not dead. That's the embarrassing thing. My mom will leave me voicemails. I should play one one day. Where she goes, hello, it's your mother calling. I know you're near your phone. I saw your TikToks. I get so embarrassed when I tell my friends a story and they're like, we know, we saw that on TikTok. And I'm like, pretend you didn't. It's so uncomfortable. I went out to dinner with a bunch of newer teachers. This was like at the beginning of like 20, like 2021, beginning of that school year. I went out to dinner with them and some of them like had followed me. And then like at our opening of schools were like, are you? And I was like, I am. So I'm like trying to like talk about the school and they were like, oh yeah, I remember when you posted about that. And I was like, awesome. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> I've had people in like district, we're like in a, like a Zoom and they're like, you're Miss Frazzled. And I'm like, be cool, dude. God. So wait a second. This is a, converted from a podcast to a meeting. We're just having a good time. <laughs> this I mean, is a date. It is a date, isn't it? Have we never talked before? I don't think so. Not like this. Isn't that so strange? Like, it feels like we have. Because, like, I know your voice and your... So it feels like I've talked to you because I've, like, duetted your videos. and Like, so it feels like right. we've talked. Like, you made the same thing we had, like, the day after. When my boyfriend used to have HelloFresh, and he canceled it. It's been a really dark days. Oh. And I was... And I was like, look, my friend. And he... Of course, your friend or someone from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> my friend made the same dinner as us. So we have a parasocial relationship that now is becoming a real social relationship. Exactly. So suck it, boyfriends who aren't terminally online. Now we have a podcast. The Matrix is kind of freaking me out right now. My husband's deeply confused by... (laughs)
I think they get concerned. Like, when they say, is that a real person, it's out of concern. Yeah. Hi, nice to meet you. I wasn't kidding about how I am. <laughs> You're like, it, unfortunately, my online presence is not an exaggerated one. You know, when you meet celebrities and they're like, oh, I'm not actually like that. Unfortunately, I'm worse. Uh-huh. I'm everything that you thought that I was. Unfortunately for us all. Social media has born terror. Turn it off. The Industrial Revolution was a mistake. Oh my god, you're, you're not joking about that. Well, I guess we can just say goodbye. Thank you everyone so much for listening. This first episode, we're gonna we're gonna edit it, but we're gonna see how it turns out. We've been we've changed topics a lot of times, but at the end of the day, y'all did know that you signed up to listen to a podcast for both hosts to have ADHD, so that feels more like your fault than ours. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. We hope to hear you back, Fraz. Yeah. Come on back. <laughs> We'll be having guests on that'll talk about why they quit, what would bring them back, if anything. And we'll also be taking anonymous submissions and reading them on the podcast. So those of you who maybe are still in education and you have something to say, we'll say it for you. you have a whistle to blow, we have our water and we're ready. Blow that whistle. We will bully your superintendent online. She's kidding. She's kidding, everyone. I mean, call in to a productive conversation about how we can all improve. Yeah. We'll send them a podcast invitation. We'll have them on here with you. <laughs> Group therapy. Oh, no. Don't give me ideas. <laughs> yeah, we have too many ideas now. So this podcast, maybe it'll be five episodes a week. Maybe it'll be one. But we're so glad you all are here for the ride with us. Oh, God. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.